What's up, everybody, and welcome in to the Backliners podcast, Agro and Barracuda, as per usual, taking you through what was a big week in the SPL. We had our uh, our group stage debut that included mm-hmm. Young Barry over here having uh, having a pretty key set uh, yesterday, but we'll get into that um, in a little Very bit. Very exhausting set. Very exhausting set, yeah. Um, that was... Uh, that was a set. That's what I'm. That's what it I'm was say. a painful set to play through, but I think we learned a bit, and I think, I think the more land practice we get, the better, because uh, I think our games against Titans were really bad. Yes. Really, really, really poor play by us across the board, and then that still kind of bled into our Scarab set. I just feel like. We're a bit lost right now, but it's it's weird because I feel like online and in scrims, like we play one way, and then like on land we play a different way, which I hate to say. Mm. But sometimes you know that just starts to happen if people start getting nervous or people start like thinking too much, you know? Yeah. Um, which I think we just need to like tone tone down the thinking, you know? <laughs> Turn the brains off a little bit. Huh? Yeah. Well, like once you start thinking too much, you know. It just, it, things start to go downhill because then everyone's thinking. Yeah. And if everyone's thinking, you're not doing anything. That's not, all... that's not high level smite. Thinking is not high level smite. No, it's not. It is, it's low level smite because like bad players, you have to think about what to do. You yes. Know? Yeah. Like you're sitting there like, oh, can I invade this? Oh, what should I be doing? And then, you know, pro players, we don't think at all. You know? Just smorking. Yeah. Turn, or... the, turn the brain off and let them loose. Yeah, exactly. That's just we we just gotta loosen up a bit. I think is the is the main takeaway. I would say, Bear, this feels a lot like a podcast episode from like two years ago, whenever you were uh, whenever mm, uh, on mm-hmm. the Renegades. This feels like a Renegades podcast episode. You know, oh, the Renegades two years ago. I thought it was last year. Or wait, that was last year. Yeah, it feels it like does a Renegade. Feel like a- it feels long like a time re- ago. It does. It, <laughs> dude, I was like, have we even been doing the podcast for two years? Uh, <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> where am I? This isn't my room. Well, yes, it is. Uh, yeah, it feels like one of those episodes where you just need a uh-huh. little, uh, a little de- you know, a little, a little therapy session, a little decompression. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, we, going to the Titan set, we were scrimming, practicing a certain thing, and then it's on game day, and we just completely, is flub, like, a good word? Yeah, like flub's a good word. Up? Yeah. We completely, like, flubbed it up, you know? Yeah. And, and it was just not good. And then in game three, I think, we were, I'm just like, screw it, man. We're just going to fight on cooldown. And I think that was the game I was Hachi, and I'm literally just Hachi ulting into the lane to just force a fight so we can just start getting any momentum back. And yeah. I think, I think we just need to look at the game a different way. I don't know. I don't know. I kind of feel like... we got a lot of stuff to work on right now. I I'm going to be honest. I don't think... I think this is, like, as I'm watching the games <laughs> and as I'm, like, interpreting what I'm seeing... I just get this sense that this meta is really unrefined. Like, I don't think yeah. any team right now actually has a, the, the right thing going on. I mean, I think the Leviathans and the Titans, the two teams that are the closest, and that's why they've been the most successful. But mm-hmm. I think 
picks still aren't perfect. I think builds still aren't really nailed down. Like I yeah, feel the like ADC builds all over the place. Right I now. have no dude. If someone asked me right now, hey, what's the meta ADC build? I don't know if I can answer. Yeah, because people are going everything. I don't think there is a meta ADC build. I've tried a few different builds, but none of them feel like, man, I'm slaughtering these tanks. <laughs> like, yeah, I but just... it doesn't feel like it's like a tank meta necessarily. Like, obviously, Nike Cthulhu have been really good, but like, mm -hmm. they haven't been infallible. Like, yep. I don't know what's going on. And I don't know if I've ever felt this way this deep into a season. Like, normally yeah. by now, I've got a really good feeling about the way a team or two teams are playing the game, are picking, are playing the map. And I just don't feel that way about really anyone. I think the Leviathans are the only team that make me really feel like they, they've got the best handle. But even then, I, I, I don't know if, if I feel like they've solved it quite yet. I would say... I think the best thing for teams to do or any team to do is just find out what you're good at. Yeah. I don't think you should be trying to copy like anyone else's meta right now. Cause I mean, we're seeing like magical ADCs, like scarabs are playing like uh Cryptus mid with magical ADCs. Titans are playing right. like unkillable God comps. Uh, I don't remember what dragons played against Leviathans, but it didn't matter. What, what did they? <laughs> I mean, that sounded like it wasn't even oh. close. They played Hades oh, yeah. support, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know Mike's gonna listen to this this podcast. Uh, that sucked. Uh -huh. It it, it should have just nah. gotten solo. Nah, Hades support really good. Hades I... support can be good. It was not good for that draft. I hated it against that draft. I didn't see the games because I was driving to the studios, but I got there at the end of the Hades support game, and uh, I I wish I had seen the whole game. Actually, it was a real like treat. Gonna... Let me tell you. Um. Okay, I've got a couple of things that I got to get off my chest here about the meta, oh, um, and okay. I don't, I don't. It's probably not even best for you to comment because it can, it, it would give away what what you guys think. So you well, can, we're lost right now. So I'll, I'll talk. Perfect. First and foremost, Olaron is wildly overrated. Wildly, he was he had a hundred percent pick ban last week. I think. Uh huh. He won. Three out of his 12 games, if my memory serves me right, uh, at the stat I looked at earlier today. I was looking at his pick ban rate. Why? Is it another Hu Yi? No, because I think Hu Yi is, like, good enough. I think that he's just gotten, like, kind of unlucky. and um, He was, like, 1 in 12. Yeah, he, he's been rough. But I think, like, Olerun is still good against the right mm -hmm. team composition. You mm -hmm. know, final two picks. They don't have a lot of great dive. Let's pick Olerun. It's really good. Top twoing Olerun, I think, is not good. Like, oh yeah, you had a breakdown over uh, people not picking Geb too. Yes, pick Geb, dude. What? That character does everything. He peels better than like anyone. He initiates really well. His old half healths me late game, man. It does half my HP. Uh, I have to beat Aegis. At the same time, and even still, uh -huh. I'm the host. Like, bro, uh -huh. I get it. Terra's really good. I agree. Sylvanas, really good. I agree. Kepri, good. <laughs> there are a lot of good guardians. Geb <laughs> does things that no other character is going to do, and it blows my mind that teams 
just did not pick and ban him at all. Like, at all. I what know his lane's not that great. I don't care. Uh-huh. I just don't care? I don't care that much. I just don't. You can get it covered. Like, look, Yamoja, really good. I don't think Yamoja's better than Geb in any world. I really don't. I think that even as even as That's a strong take. You I know, right bro. Here. I think Geb is so broken right now. Now, how many getting, times have you died to Geb lately? Is a it, lot. Is it like a recent thing. Yes, has it been over the, the years that you've been building this up, or like all the time, bro? All it just, the time, man. Look, That's here's rough. the thing. He's getting nerfed uh, tomorrow. We will see what that nerf does to him. Maybe, uh-huh. maybe it won't be as it, he won't be as good. But I think he is absolutely the best guardian in the game right now. And it blows my mind that people were picking even Terra above him. Mm. Why do you think Terra is not as good as Gip? Um, I I'm think, just going to interview you now. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Let me roll up the sleeves, get prepped. I, <laughs> um, because I think that Terra is really good. Um, she has less weaknesses than Geb in the sense that her early lane is like good. Um, and she provides pressure because you can two clap the wave and that's really strong. But I think she has a lot more counter picks, number one. And number two, your team fight gets a lot easier against her as soon as you get Ankh. And there's no Ankh against Geb. Like, you can't do anything to get better against Geb as the game goes on. Whereas I think you can do things better against Terra. Now, obviously, even with Ankh, her ult is insane. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that Terra isn't really good. I think that she is close to Geb. And if you're going with a specific team fight that, you know, we or we're going with a certain hunter that needs pressure, we need to get pressure in duo, we can't afford to pick Geb because we're not picking, like, Izanami or something like that, that's cool mm-hmm. by me. But if both teams have medium pressure duo lanes and your plan isn't to play around duo anyways... You may as well, like, I think Geb is just better in those situations. That's a fair take. His ult slams, dude. It owns against tanks, against backline. It doesn't matter, man. It just doesn't. Yeah, depending on if you can get there. It depends if you have your items and you can actually get to the point of, like, freely ulting, I think. And sometimes you don't get value on that. And also, I think some supports aren't great at give because i think in the set you were freaking out it was like warriors and warrior scarabs i believe yeah we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Uh, Neil should play Gabrick. I think that is a, a, just a... If you... And we talked about this last year when Jay couldn't play Emoja. Mm-hmm. When you can't play the best god in your role, you are, to, you are doing your team a major disservice. And if you can't play Gab, you're doing your team a major disservice. I, I, I just don't think there's an excuse. counter the best pick? What was your take on that? That Dude, that actually reminds me of a very funny story. So back in the day, uh, whenever, whenever I was playing, Fafnir had just been released. And uh, if you remember release Fafnir, he was busted. Like, I don't remember release Fafnir at all. Dude, Coerce was like literally twice as good as it is now. Like it was absurd how much that character did. And uh, Elbro Chacho was my support. Um, love Eric to death. One of my favorite teammates I've ever had. Had a fun time playing with him. My man couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat on Xbox. Okay? Mechanics were not his strong suit. Uh, especially at that time. He got a little bit better <laughs> as the years went on. But uh, it was it was really rough. Like, we couldn't have him on, like, Sobek. We, could, we couldn't... He had to, like, practice Kepri because he couldn't alt the right person on xbox like it was it was dark times so what'd you put him on athena only baby give him oh, Athena. let's go that that what that was the only option that we had was put him on athena and you know what we anytime we got athena i felt like the game was just over because chach was gonna be he was a great communicator great teammate knew where to be all that kind of stuff he just couldn't actually hit the buttons um you didn't put him on Kev. No, could uh, we, not? Didn't, we didn't trust him with the shields, bro. And also his ult didn't half health squishies back then. Um, so Fafnir comes out and we've got a really big set uh-huh. up against uh, up against Eager coming up. This was uh, we, we needed to win it because of uh, mm-hmm. extenuating circumstances. Key sleeping through a winless uh, our set against a winless team. You know how it goes. And um, so we needed to win it to go to land. And, uh-huh. Fa- and we were like, hey, Chach. If you could just like really focus this week on playing Fafnir, that would be huge for us. Like we could really use that, but it's going to be, you know, he's a mechanically intensive God. You're going to have to hit your hammers, you know? And he's like, no, no, we shouldn't even worry about picking Fafnir. We should just learn how to counter Fafnir. And I was like, well, Chach, like, yeah, that we should have a plan for if their first Mm -hmm. pick or like, if we decide we're going to go a different direction, like we should absolutely be ready to, to counter it. But shouldn't we also be able to play it? Because what if they don't have the counter for it? And he goes, no, no, no. We only need the counter for it. We only need the counter. Now, obviously, yeah. this was because Chach knew he was never going to be able to hit a hammer in a week. Like, that just, was, that just wasn't going to happen. But we worked on countering Fafnir uh, all week in scrims. We always left it open. We tried a bunch of different comps. And, uh, and we came to the conclusion that Ares was the counter and that we could actually play it because he roots himself in the ultimate. So we trusted that he would hit the chain. Um, That's pretty intense. Game day comes. They pick Fafnir. We pick Ares. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They, didn't team, they didn't team fight us the whole game. They only did objectives. Uh, they did like oh, so five. Oh, it's kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kingsed us. Like... <laughs> I remember, dude. I remember that game so clearly. I our comp was so horrible. Listen to our three v three. Do you want to listen? Do you want to hear our mid three v three? It was Ares, Yanis, okay, Alquong. Okay, our our mid three v three was Yanis, Ares, Alquong. <laughs> um, <laughs> Can you believe we well, didn't win any fights in mid? Isn't that wild? 
That's how'd you guys not kill anyone there? Well, you, you, you we had portal to set up for the chain. We had and then... no CC at all. <laughs> no, once they're chained, you just execute them, right? Like... Mifflin played Bastet. Uh, I believe Unri mm-hmm. played Soul. Um, it was it was awful. Uh, no, they. I'm pretty sure their three v three was was Fafnir Bastet uh, Soul. Um, and yeah, we. We didn't lose any fights, but we didn't win any either. Um, and they just got to objectives first and did them in half a second. I remember I had fire timer and I Yan assaulted to it um, in order to get there, in order to get the team there. And mm-hmm. it was already gone by the time we had gotten there. And I was so confused that I watched the broadcast back and I counted how fast they did it. And they did a fire giant from spawn to death because this was before the, the global noise. They did an FG and spawned to death in 2.5 seconds. What? He just preempt. They had they had soul and a hunter, and he preemptively Fafnir ulted, coerced him, and they killed it in two and a half seconds. You're not exaggerating. No. All right, maybe it was like <laughs> two three point and a half. five. It was sub five. Uh, either way, if it's sub four, it was so it was sub four. That's absurd. If, if it's sub four, it that was like is... it was like frenzy release Fafnir soul plus hunter. Maybe it was like so they might have had like Soul Kronos or something like that. Like they had yeah. just something absurd. And they didn't I, I finished that game zero and zero because we never fought. These are the worst games. Felt like you oh just get, felt horrible. You just get bled out and you're like, can we fight here? No. Okay. Yeah, what about this? Uh, no. Nope. No. Can't no. do it. What? Oh, oh. No. Nope. Can't do that. And I guess I lose. Okay. Yeah. Next <laughs> <laughs> great i'm having uh i'm having fun uh that was uh that was really great you know what else uh what i remember about that set barry is that no i don't actually my pubes were totally out of control because <laughs> i didn't have manscaped bear i didn't have manscaped i can't believe you didn't have them this holiday season, I'm giving thanks to our friends at Manscaped. Do I tell my extended family that I have the performance package 4.0 from the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming? Not to mention it includes their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to tame my brush and score brownie points with the in-laws. What? Why would that score Manscaped what kind copy? What family are you? All right, Manscaped, you guys do great work. Um, literally all the time. All of your copy oh. makes me laugh. This one I'm confused about, okay? Someone has got to explain to me how me telling my in-laws that I have the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. Oh, I thought you were just showing them. Well, I'm assuming I'm only telling them. Um, oh, okay. I thought you were like... But maybe, I don't know. That's, and that's where, you know... It's all right. You know, that, everyone... That's up to you at your Thanksgiving. I guess, you know? yeah. If you want I guess so. to show or just tell, that's up, up to you. That's up to you. That is up to you. <laughs> Gift yourself Manscaped or the man in your life who needs it. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash back. Uh, absolutely the best that you can get in this area for sure. Manscaped has been busy and just launched also their refined body wash and two-in-one shampoo plus conditioner. Both feature the Manscaped signature scent 
and will help unlock your confidence this year. Your boys and body will be oh so fresh and so clean when you start off your self-care routine with the ultimate body wash, shampoo, and conditioner. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BACK at manscaped.com slash BACK. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code BACK at manscaped.com. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. There you go. I thought you were just getting your balls. Your balls. The, <laughs> the greatest gift. Yeah. Your balls. Oh, true. Well, you know, to some, maybe maybe that is the case. Um, good gift. All right, before we talk into a, a, a little bit more like group stage talk, I was talking to Snoopy right before this podcast started. Okay. And he was telling me that he's gonna, he's trying to start a new meta in Ranked. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, th- tune in. This is going to be big. Mm-hmm. Snoopy says that he's going to start playing Full damage mage supports in ranked. And you know what? I think it might be good. I really do. Why? Because I think that... No, I'm on, I'm on board, but I'm just like asking. Like, oh, why? I don't know. Snoopy yeah. just has strokes yeah. of genius like this. You know, you can't contain oh, okay. that man's okay. brain. Uh-huh. And when, I'm t- when I say I think it could be good, I'm not talking about just in ranked, because literally anything can work there. I think there is a world where in competitive play... You could pick any mage, literally any of them, and build full damage. Wait, you can... And make I it work. I need to stop you at any mage. Okay, well, any mage that's actually good. Like, I feel like 75% of the mages aren't good. Sure. Okay, yeah. Any of the good mages... Okay, 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 good. Like, I think you could play... I think you could play Merlin support. I think it could be good. Here, but here's the caveat: you need to have, you need to have a way to start a fight still in your comp, right? So, uh, like, huh. if but if I have, I don't know, let's say, Cthulhu solo, um, and uh-huh. uh, and Sirket jungle, we could just play to never let the ADC be in lane. We could just poke him forever. We could chase him around. You know. Uh, thoughts. I I can't see a world where that actually works, but more power to you to test it. And I'll be watching the streams, so uh, you know if you want to play full damage Merlin support, and uh, I'll I'll watch. I will I will see how much you can you know destroy that AEC. You don't think that you could tower. like let's let's say you were playing. Right. Uh huh. I'm playing. Let's say you're playing up against. All right. Let's now okay, go with I'm... Merlin. Let's go. What? Who's a good mage? Okay. No, I'm just gonna close my eyes and you take me through this. Okay. You are playing. Okay. Uh, let's say you're playing Uller. You know, you're expecting to get some lane pressure. I misclicked. You <laughs> you misclicked right. Okay. <laughs> all right. You're playing Hachi. Okay. Something something a little oh, bit let's more. Let's go. Something cool. a little bit more realistic. Hold on. Let me pull up the mage tab here so I can actually okay. pick a good support. Because Cyclone was uh, making fun of me for saying Merlin is a good. He's mage. gonna make fun of anything you choose. That's the thing. That is true, but I'm going to try anyways. All right, let's go mages. Um, all right, let's say okay. you're up against uh, a an Artemis and... Did they misclick? Yep, they misclicked, Barra. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they misclicked, all right. Um, you're up against an Artemis Agni. Lane. Okay. 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 And every time you go up to clear the wave or be Mm -hmm. aggressive, Mm -hmm. you just get two. 
by the Agni and three by I the Artemis. two by the Agni. Yeah, you're getting two by the Agni. How's a full damage Agni gonna to me? What do you mean? He's gonna from behind the wave. What are you gonna to do to him? You're gonna. He's gonna walk at me confidently enough to two me. Yeah, he's gonna two you, man. That's Is a he, confident Agni. Okay, take it. All right. What about what about post six? He's gonna bomb stun you, or he's gonna he's gonna two stun oh. you from max range, oh, and no. then he's gonna bomb you. Okay. Okay. What's his starter? Uh, I think you'd go Sentinel starter still. That's what Snoopy was telling okay. me he, he would go. He would go Sentinel starter, and then you would just go mm-hmm. full damage after that. Okay. What if he full damage being the current mage build of no penetration or well, penetration? Yeah, I hate I hate that build, so I don't know if okay. they'd be going that. But let's assume there's a good mage build out there, you know? Which there isn't. Which there isn't, going. and I agree with that. Um, <laughs> you know, or or it's like mage is stuck. I mostly agree. What if it's like Thoth? Not a good mage, but a mage that can only hit you. Right? I would tell my jungler to come to duo lane because they have a Thoth full damage support. Right, but if with some proper jungle tracking, okay. your jungler invading on their side of the map, you know, mm-hmm. creating space, playing smart around it. You've got a tanky initiator jungler. Like a Cirquette or a Gilgamesh or something like that, so you don't have to worry okay. about starting fights as a support. I'll, I'll put it in terms that you can really understand, Barra. You've got Scylla support on your team. Okay? Oh, let's go. We're going to win. Jake is building full damage. That's awesome. Okay. okay. And all of a sudden, you just you still have your initiator, but mm-hmm. the laning phase becomes harder for you to deal with. You're constantly getting pushed in. You can't compete with the clear. They've got enough. You you get mid pro. You make sure you're drafting mid prio so that you can actually rotate over and help in case of a gank. Seems to be a lot of boxes I need to check here. And that's that's how it is for every smite game, Barrow. What are you talking about? No, man? you're just saying I have to have like a tanky initiating jungle, which isn't really They're not meta. super tanky. Just some, some way to do it. You know, some way to and get in. I there. also I also have to have mid prio. Yeah, you want mid prio anyways, don't you? I mean, I always do, but, you know, we can't always get what we want. I'm going to open my eyes now. Okay, yeah, you were, I was worried you were going to fall asleep at some point. uh, Yeah, I mean, you just kept talking. Your voice just does something special to me where it just relaxes me into, like, a zen mode. Do you think we should start, like, an ASMR channel? Is that what you're telling me? I would love to listen to you just rant about things. I think this is the podcast. That is, that's the podcast. Yeah, we should start a podcast is what you're telling me. That'd be a great idea. Yeah, yeah. We should start a podcast. Uh, that's what we should do. I don't think that's going to be good. Okay, fair enough. You know, I will I will bring that to the boys tomorrow. I think we're double blocking, thankfully. There you go. And I, you know, maybe a few games, you know, we just, you know, have some fun and pick some bands and just see what happens. Just gun it down. Try it out, you mm-hmm. know. Genetics and Cherry and Chat were saying that you have to go Warrior's Axe if you're going to do this. So maybe you try, like, Warrior's Axe uh, Mages. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you would sell your starter eventually anyways if you're going full damage. You would just get another damage item. Yeah, what's item. the point? I don't want to take more damage, you know. Well, it's for the laning phase. Or share some prots. Oh, you know, okay. It's okay. for the laning phase that in, yeah. in your gold income and that kind of stuff. I don't know. You know, just the Snoopy's trying it out. I think it could work. You know, in, in League of Legends, there's a lot of supports that only do damage. You know, you got like mm-hmm. Brand and, and Lux and that kind of stuff. They're, they're there to only hit the enemies. Not That's what I kept talking about in Smite, and I wanted the mages, then you guys made fun of me and said, mages won't be good to do it. I'm ta- I'm here I to- remember that conversation. I'm here to tell you. There you go. Genetics oh, has so no you go Heroes Axe, then you have Peel as well. But isn't Heroes Axe based on your HP pool, Genetics? When you wouldn't build- if we're building full damage, 
We don't. We're not going to. Which have we one. have to do. We which have we to have to do. do. Uh, it's in the contract, right? That's part of the. That's part of the shtick. Then you wouldn't be able to to get a big proc out of your hero's axe. I'm just saying, maybe someday, mm-hmm. it's possible. Like I think Benny Q playing these like Wukong and Sukiyomi mids and that kind of stuff. Like I think that could very easily be legitimately good. Mm-hmm. I think there's definitely a world where something like Hebo Jungle is better or Poseidon Jungle and is a little bit better and you can balance your comp and you just have like jam pressure, look for solo kills mid type of god uh, that could be good. Yeah, I think now that a laning phase is being a little bit more defined in Smite, I think there is slightly more of a laning phase instead of just, you know, running from each other. Just a, a smidge here mm-hmm. and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe in mid you can do that, but I feel like it's... I don't know if it's high risk, high reward. I'm not sure. It just feels like you're kind of scripting that you're going to be like a full dive comp when you go like Wukong mid and all that stuff, but maybe it doesn't matter if you're scripting. Well, if you have like a regular mage in the jungle, right? Like if you have like a, a Hebo or a Poseidon or, you know, something like that, that... Wouldn't those gods just die to assassins? Don't they just die to assassins in mid? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Is that they kind of do? No one understands spy right now. No one under. No one gets it. I don't know. That's. uh, I think that some there's room for experiment. Uh, Maybe not in this exact meta. You know, I'm not saying tomorrow. I'm just playing devil's advocate here, but and I respect that. And also, I hate you for it. Um, Okay. (laughs) All right. Let's talk group stages then. Let's get off our nonsense. Sure. Um, I guess we could go set by set because there weren't that many. Um, we kicked it off with Leviathan's Kings, um, there on Friday. I casted this game. I don't even remember it. <laughs> I, I, like, barely remember this set. I know the Leviathan's won 3-1. Yeah, I was driving the studio during that set, too. And I'm trying uh, to remember what happened in these games. And I, I just can't. I think... I watched a little bit of them in the studio, but I was driving, I think, during game two and parts of game three. Um, but it seemed to me like Leviathans, I mean, it sounds stupid, but to me, it just looked like Leviathans were just simply playing better and more cohesive than Kings were. And I think Twig kept getting picked like one or two of the games. I'm not sure if I'm remembering that. Oh, yeah. Correctly. Big Man played Wukong mid in one of those games. I didn't like I didn't like it for that comp if I remember correctly. Hold on, I'm trying to pull. Oh yeah, they got way out drafted. Way out drafted in game one. I'll say Game two. Yeah, they still went the Wukong mid. Oh yeah, they started playing off the Wukong mid once they went down 2-0 and then they won a game. And then I think they lost the fourth one. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yep. Genetic says we got outdrafted pretty much every game. Yep. Yeah, I remember the drafts being kind of weird for the Kings in this set. Which but like I said, I think that every team's drafting strangely right now. So I don't I don't know. That doesn't I think no one actually knows what to play. Yep. Agreed. I mean we talked about it earlier, but I think no one knows what to play and I think people should just play what they're good at. Yeah. Like, or like what they're good at plus like if it's good in the enemy comp. Um but I think I would say it's the Titans and Leviathans definitely have a Pretty big head start here over every other team right now in this in this section of the Smite meta. 
Agreed. And then Friday, I actually didn't get to watch your game because I uh, I had a friend in town that I was meeting up with, so that's why I was off for that set. Give me the uh, give me the quick and dirty on on your set versus the Titans. Uh, we discussed it earlier a little bit, but uh, game one we did not play to the strengths of our comp, and we got out drafted, and that game ended ugly. Game two, we got a fire giant stolen. I think we should have won game two. Um, my comms around the fire giant were really bad, so that's on my... That's my fault uh, that that happened. But I was also a little lost in the play, lost in the sauce anyways. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, let's just start smorking, and then game three, me and Jake literally just fought in duo for the first 15 minutes of the game. I think we ended up winning that game. I want to say we ended up winning that game. Yeah, it was 3-1, right? Yeah, I think we... Yeah, we would have had to win game three, because you know. Yep. If they won, that's how it ended. Uh, yeah, and then game four... What happened here? Oh, yeah, we were stomping duo, and then we fought two times on solo side, and then Spinner got right back in the game, and the game was over, because their comp was... A fair bit better than our late game, I would say. <laughs> Just uh, a smidge better late game. So we couldn't really kill anyone. We didn't really have any targets. And I think we got picked once or twice in the late game of game four. And when that happens, it's just kind of GG. Yeah. GG yeah. in the books. Going to be tough after that for sure. Um, Dragons, Valks. Blowout set. Like, no, no real thoughts on that one, Barra. Any from you? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Me too. Uh, then it was, uh, Scarab's Warriors. Um, this set was really interesting to me because, you know, the Scarabs end up winning it. It goes all five games. All five games were incredibly one-sided. No game was close, um, in this set. And you guys i think it was ven kind of talked about it in the post game interview after your set versus the scarabs but it seemed like one comp was really working for them and mm-hmm. that was about it and it didn't feel like to me the warriors did a super great job at adjusting to that mid set mm-hmm. um which is a little bit surprising considering how much experience those players have in like best of 5 situations um, and Chuck, their coach, you know, has been there, done that, two-time champ uh, as a coach. So I- I'm a little surprised they didn't adjust a little bit better to those picks and bands. But um, yeah, that set was just a little, a little all over the place in general. Yeah, I agree. And I, yeah, <laughs> I expected Warriors to do better as well in mm-hmm. that set. Uh, Scarabs. I mean, like I've talked about many times on the podcast, Scarabs are very good right now. Um, I don't think they're a team that you can look over right now. But Warriors kind of just kind of played bad, I will say. I think Neil had a pretty bad set overall, um, unfortunately for him. I was kind of noticing that he was like like out of position a fair bit. Yeah. Um, which isn't really that characteristic of him, I would say. Normally, I think he has he's way more on the ball than he was. And I think that there was a lot of solo lane stuff that was going on in this set that was very important. And it kind of seemed in this set, whoever just won solo lane won the game. Yeah, it was definitely very solo-oriented. 
Um, I don't know. That set was weird. But Scarabs get the dub. Big dub for them. That's obviously, in theory, the biggest game. In a, in a situation where only the bottom team doesn't advance, in theory, the biggest game in each group will be between the two bottom seeds. That's what this was. And the Scarabs getting that win is huge for them. It puts a lot of pressure on the Warriors to now go out and beat one of either the Titans or the Bolts uh, at the very least, which is obviously a, a tall task these days. Um, yep. Then uh, then we go to Sunday. We got Leviathan's Dragons. Um, that set, I mean, game one was really close. It was a Fire Giant Steel, right? It was right? a Fire Giant Steel. Rongu steals fire. And I don't know if that just broke the, the Jade Mental or what, but... The other two games in that set were not close. I mean, game two picks and bans from the Dragons. Like, the, the Hades support just obviously did not work. And that was I horrible. Mean, honestly, I'm kind of down for them to try stuff like that in groups where... Totally. If they're not if they're not 100% trying to be, like, the number one... I mean, it's going to sound like a cop-out. Like, me, like, hiding my Dragons, like, jersey under here as a super fan. But if they want to, like, try stuff right now, because... No, no offense, but they're most likely guaranteed top three in this group. Yep. Um, well, they beat, the, they beat the Valkyries, so that's like, as we talked yeah. about on the podcast, that's, if you do that, you're in good shape. Yep. And I think it's fine for them to try stuff out, um, as long as they're doing it with the intention of, like, testing it, and not like, we have to win this game, or, like, it's going to go, like, awful, like, mentally mm-hmm. for us. I think yeah. that's fine, um, but I do agree that they just did not look like themselves at all in this set. The red after that fire giant steal, it was just yeah, yeah. They did very little well after that fire giant steal. Uh, that's for sure. You know what might I have been? Say, Go ahead. Steve played really good that set. He I did. Remember, and I was pogging over my fellow boomer. He was playing very, very, very good. Boomer plays. Got gotta love it. You know what might have been the problem uh, for the Dragons that's at Baron now that I'm thinking about it? Mm-hmm. It might be that after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, they were sick of it. They were just done with it, you know? Uh-huh, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they were just uh-huh. so sick of paying more than 15 bucks a month for their wireless service, and it was really weighing on their mentals. Someone should tell those guys about Mint Mobile. Has no one told them about how Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. No one's told PBM that all plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Has no one informed Sam for Soccer 2 that you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all of your existing contracts? Seriously, Fine OK is not aware that if he's not 100% satisfied with Mint Mobile, then you they've got you covered. With their seven-day money-back guarantee, can someone please tell PandaCat to switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month? Someone. Anybody. Anyone. Anyone. Chat, if this sounds good to you, and I know it does, you can get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped straight to your door for free. You do, All you have to do is go to mintmobile.com slash backliners. That's mintmobile.com slash backliners. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash backliners. That was a good one, Barry. I thought that I thought that one flowed nicely. 
Yeah, that was a really good one, honestly. Thank you. That was that was really impressive. Um, and then finally, your set yesterday up against the Scarabs. This was a this was a big win for you guys, obviously, because going down to 0-2 in this group, even though uh, I think it's safe to say based on seating alone and the way you guys have been playing recently, that you are favored over the Oni Warriors. You don't want to put that pressure on yourselves of having a must-win in that situation. Um, mm-hmm. How uh, was that weighing on your mind at all going into that set? That like, oh man, we really don't want to be O two in the group. Oh no, not at all. Um, I was a little spooky of a set just because like we should have been up like in theory like two zero. Yeah. But game one we just got backdoored. We like half the team thought they could have ended, and I was on that half of the team unfortunately that did not think they could have ended there. And uh, then they ended the game, and you know. Whatever. We just redrafted the same thing in game two and left uh, left the back door locked this time, and uh, they didn't back door and win. So they tried to do the same thing in game two, and then we won. And then game three... Oh, I don't really remember game three at all. Um, I think we just did kept you guys, playing... Did you guys lose huh? game three? No, you won game three. No, we lost game three. Oh, you lost game three. Okay. Yeah, I think we just kept letting them get their yeah. comps. And yeah. they were really good with the old Kali like, hades combo. And then after game three, once we started banning that, the set just got easy. So. <clears throat> yeah, I think that this is part of the... Uh, this is part of the maturation of a team. Is you kind of like... You have to go through these steps where... And every team goes through them where, you know, you you struggle with everything and then you figure out how you want to play and you'll have some good games um, and you'll win some, you'll start winning some games and then you'll find one comp and or one style of comp that just really meshes with how you guys view the game. You execute it really well mm-hmm. and you look unstoppable on that comp. Yep. And that'll work. And then teams will realize what is holding that composition together. They'll start taking it away from you. You will struggle and you will lose games because you uh, are so locked in on that one composition. And then you will begin to understand how to transition the lessons you learn from the one comp you're really good at into other comps. And then you start to be a great team then. Um I kind of equate it to like last year's Leviathans or Sanguine whenever they looked really, really good if they got, you know, the, the, a few of the top tier gods and then really struggled when they didn't, mm-hmm. they were a good team, not a great team yet. I think they're a great team now. And I think the Scarabs are a good team, not a great team yet. They haven't proven to me that they can make it work with multiple different styles of compositions. But I'll tell you what, man, if you give Bobby Sylvanas, if you give Scream Kali, your chances of winning are very slim. Like, no matter what team in the league you are. Yeah, it felt really annoying playing against those gods, because, like, just the way they played the game and the the style that they had, I think it was good into what we were doing currently. Um, I think if we played against that now, I don't know, there's something about, like, in the set, sometimes you have, like, brain fog. Like, if you're out of the set, you could just, like, from a top-down perspective... You just be like, okay, this is definitely the issue. Like, th- these are the problems you guys are dealing with in this game. You have to do this. Yes. But sometimes when you're literally playing in the game, you don't see X, Y, and Z for whatever reason. I mean, you kind of have like a gut feeling of like what's going on. But yeah, sometimes 
Sometimes it just takes a little bit. And I mean, if that was the best of three, we would have lost. Like, yeah. thankfully, it was the best of five. And yeah, I maybe it's the best of five that makes you adapt slower. I, I don't know. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. Whatever it is, Scarab's looking good. Mm-hmm. Not quite there yet, but if they can, if they can figure out a way to to do take that next step, like I was just talking about, um, they're going to be a really scary team come come Worlds time because clearly they have, they've got a lot of synergy. They they play well together. Um, it's just a matter of finding those extra drafts. I think um, that that will say. I don't know if their strat's going to work into what Titans played against us. Yeah. So we will see in that set what happens. But that should be fun. What I is, don't what know is if that, that style is going to work. That is Saturday of next week that mm-hmm. you'll be able to uh, to see that. Um, I don't even know if we know what's going to work in the Titans comps, but thankfully we're already playing them. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch the other teams try. Yeah, we can watch everyone else. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Someone else's problem now. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, all right, well, that'll, uh, that'll do it for our group stage talk for this week. Obviously, we'll talk about it next week as well, um, which should mm-hmm. be really good. Uh, I want to take this opportunity at the end of the show to remind you guys about um, our big special episode coming up. We are in November now, which means our special edition of an AMA is not going to be next week's episode, but the week after that. So Sunday, mm-hmm. November 14th, if you haven't heard, uh, the people over at Prediction have been working on some awesome tech where you're going to be able to join in to the show. Basically think of it as calling into a radio show, but being there like in the audience the whole time. Um, and you can participate in the show. You'll also uh, get an exclusive um, NFT uh, with your, with your participation. So the way that we're going to do it is, you know, it's, it's just like selling tickets and, um, I can say that the, the link for the tickets will be live later on this week. So check our Twitters, you know, twitter.com slash aggro and slash barracuda. Um, underscore, right? Don't you have an underscore, Barry? In my Twitter? Yeah. Oh, no, you're pure in the I, Twitter, huh? Nope, I'm underscore at the end. Yep, I knew it. Not pure. Barracuda underscore on Twitter. Uh, make sure you guys are checking that out. Um, the link will be live uh, later on this week. Um uh, we did uh, we did get the price nailed down for those tickets as well. So uh, in order to you can participate by getting one of these tickets, they will be twelve ninety nine each. Um, I know that uh, you know we 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 were still kind of in flux on the price going forward, but um, that's where we're going to have it for this first show. So uh, obviously this would be the best way to support us, and if you really if you really like the show, this is the, the best way to do it. Um, and you get a, you get to participate in the show, be a part of it, and get something to take home with you afterwards. So uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's going to be really fun. Very yeah, I didn't it. realize that uh, we were in November. I know, isn't it wild? You said that, and I'm like, huh? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I thought no. the year, like, just started. November 1st. Also, um, so there are 100 tickets available. Obviously, we want to try and sell out, um, and I will promise you that if you, we will, we will make the episode as long as necessary to get to everyone's question who mm-hmm. who gets a ticket. So, uh, if you're worried a, about getting a ticket and not getting a chance to participate in the show, do not worry about it. Um, we will, if it's a two-hour episode, it's a two-hour episode. We'll do, we'll do whatever we got to do. So, um, again, if you if you're a big fan of the podcast, uh, this is this is the best way to support us, and we're really excited about it. So. 
Um, hopefully we'll be seeing you there again November 14th for that special mm-hmm. episode and the link will be going live later on this week um, and you can check our Twitters or, or twitch.tv slash 2Rs, 2Cs, 2Ds I'll be there he'll be there, there's no doubt about it um, alright, random question of the week time uh, I had one and I forgot it now Oh, that is unlucky that is really unlucky. Oh, Barrett, do you have? I, I remember now. You know, Halloween was yesterday. Um, oh, I got, yeah, it was. I got that would complete, make sense that it was November today. Sorry. Yep, I got completely owned by a kid yesterday. Uh, who when I, you know, I was in my Zeus costume. Um, uh huh. And I opened the door, and uh, they go, "Oh, what goddess are you?" And I was like, "What, what was your answer?" I said. I'm Zeus. And he goes, oh, okay. And then he takes a handful of candy oh, and leaves. That's messed up. I bro. bought that kid candy, bro. But he okayed you. I got owned. Oh, and he was on the edge. Can I say this? It wasn't some little kid, okay? Uh-huh. It, it was like, oh. this kid was like 14. Like 13 when or 14. It, when is it too old to stop going trick-or-treating i stopped you know i went with like my little sister and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um and my little sister is significantly younger than me so i was like you know i was i was like 13 or 14 but i wasn't yeah. making fun of the people answering the door you know it's a different generation now there and get off my lawn and all the other old man stuff oh no um no, it was, uh-huh. it was fine. Dude, I wasn't there. I was so mad. Joe told me about this little kid. Like, it was a parent and this, like, two-year-old girl in a ladybug costume, which must have been adorable, number one. And mm-hmm. uh, th- she opened the door, and the parent goes, trick or treat, and the little kid, like, sticks out her little bucket and goes, I want candy. <laughs> Isn't that so cute? I'm so sad I wasn't there to see it. That would have been awesome. But some kid, some like, some like five-year-old boy, like did. I yelled like, you know, I said Happy Halloween as they were walking away, and and he was like, Yeah, he like danced across our front yard because he was so excited to be getting candy, and I was like, That that's where I want to be. That's uh. You made that little kid's night. Well, it wasn't really me. Like, oh, it oh, it it was the, it was the candy I got. Him, I guess. Oh. Uh, well, you know, uh, and it wasn't necessarily like me. It, Everyone was, giving, feel better, man. Like, everyone was giving up candy. Oh, I appreciate that, I suppose. Okay. Um, it's just selling you on the rough time. But do you remember, uh, do you have a memorable year for Halloween uh, when you were a kid? Like, um, you know, a costume that was really good or really bad that you had or um, like a trick-or-treating experience? So I, funny story, I have uh, never been trick-or-treating. Um Growing up, we would always go. Well, I was just about to tell you. Apologies, yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, I would always go to church, and we would have like games where you would go around, and regardless of how you did in the game, you would get candy. Mm -hmm. So that was my Halloween slash trigger treating experience as a kid. And then whenever I got older, I would just either help out at the events or I would just... I think we gave away candy a few years at my house. Uh, mm. I don't know if they still do those events, but they were really fun. I I would definitely take playing games or getting candy over going to houses and getting candy. 
Really? It makes a lot you, more fun. You don't, yeah. you don't feel like you missed out um, doing that? Not really. Trick or treating. Um, well, I feel like I would have more fun playing games and walking to houses and saying trick or treat and getting candy and walking away. Sure, I think that's fair. Um, that sounds pretty fun for sure. Uh, I would say mine. I w- I don't remember what year it was. I was pretty young. I want to say it was either like late nineties or early two thousands, like two thousand one or two thousand two. But it mm-hmm. was really co- it snowed really heavily that Halloween. Uh, I grew up in Pittsburgh, and it snowed really heavily, and then it rained. Like it snowed the day, like the a couple days before, or day before. And then it rained a little bit during the day, and then it was snowing again at night. And whenever that happens, the top layer of snow just becomes ice. And oh yeah. So you, but there was like a thick, like there were a couple inches on the ground. So you would like punch through the ice, and then mm-hmm. like either have to like, <laughs> like you're through your shins, or you'd have to like pick your feet up and like slam it down. Um, and I remember being so cold that Halloween. Um, but that there weren't that many trick or treaters out. I lived in this neighborhood that was huge and we had like a mile loop that we would do and we would try and do a mile loop on the inside and then unload our bags and then do it again for the outer houses. That's how we found that was the most efficient. And well, you guys really broke it down, dude. We, we were about that life for sure. And I remember that there were so few trick or treaters out because the weather was so bad that everyone had too much candy. And so we just, instead of getting like one piece or like, you know, a couple pieces, everyone would just give us these like handfuls of candy. Uh, and it was awesome. Uh, that was like the most candy I ever got was, uh, was that year with horrible weather. That was a good time. Was it good quality candy? Yeah, I grew up um, in a pretty, uh, in a pretty wealthy neighborhood. So there were a lot of king, uh, like a king size candy bar houses. Oh, um, in the neighborhood that I that that we trick or treated in, which was which was legit, uh, mm-hmm. it was uh, it was very nice. Not a lot of uh, you know there was like one house that always give out like one house was like a dentist's house and they would always give out like little mini toothbrushes and toothpaste and that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And I'm like, shouldn't you want us to eat candy? You're gonna get money from us later when our teeth are rotten. Like, isn't it just good for business for you to give out as much candy as possible and also not be that guy? Uh, I think it's a little weird to give away toothbrushes and toothpaste on Halloween. I agree. I mean, we stopped going to that them, house. Yeah, I'll say like, just give them like candy and like a dentist pamphlet or something. <laughs> if you're gonna do that, like when your teeth like, are totally effed from eating all this candy, call yeah. me. Yeah, that'd be great. You know, get a little. That's basically what he did, but with no candy. It was just the toothbrush and the toothpaste. It was like in a little like ba- like they made little Ziploc bags with like a card, little thing of toothpaste, and a little travel toothbrush. See, I feel like those are people that just think they're making an impact, but they're actually not. They're just annoying exactly. the kids, and they're like, exactly. I don't want to stay here for this spiel. Just give me candy. Just let yep. me leave. You know, like just give me out of here. I'm out. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going back. We stopped going to that house. All about that efficiency, baby. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Thanks, everyone, for for watching and listening. As always, again, big thanks to, to Manscaped um, for, being, uh, for being a sponsor for this episode. Manscaped.com slash back for 20% off plus free shipping. 
and of course mintmobile.com slash backliners where you can get premium wireless service for just 15 bucks a month um, make sure you're checking out all of the shows on predictions network they're all dope um, and give us a good rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you're listening on. Uh, Sunday, November 14th, mark it on your calendars. Dope AMA episode. It's actually an off week for SPL, so it's perfect timing. Um, and we'll go as long as we need to. So, uh, again, tickets will be going on sale later on this week. Only 100 spots available, and you get your NFT to go with it alongside. So it should be a lot of fun. Um, until next week, then, we'll see you on Sunday. Barry, you know what to do. Bye. Clean.